Let us now go to the Lord in prayer. God, our helper, by your Holy Spirit, open our minds and lead us into your truth. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Psalter reading this morning comes from Psalm 111. Listen now for the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright, in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of honor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has gained renown by his wonderful deeds. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hand are faithful and just. All of his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And all those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Today, Grace Covenant thanks God for 100 years of radio broadcasting. The past couple weeks, uh, we heard some wonderful history at our Wednesday night supper of how uh, the radio broadcasting blazed the trail for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what a blessing and what a celebration. Today's New Testament reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. Listen for the word of the Lord. They came to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then, there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed. And they kept on asking one another, what is this new teaching with authority? He commands even the clean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word that guides and strengthens us. Use me as your vessel 
to speak your truth so all who hear might believe and receive eternal life through Christ. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is a wonderful passage illustrating the great healing performed by Jesus. Jesus' healing of a man with the unclean spirit astounded the onlookers. In fact, they were amazed not only by the powerful words from Jesus, powerful words unlike any teaching they had ever heard, but also amazed by his authority and power to remove the unclean spirit from the man. When we read the passage, we here all know that this is the one and only Jesus Christ. And those who are familiar with his life, death, resurrection, and ascension know that the healing, that healing the sick in spirit is just one of the many amazing things that Jesus can do. However, the people in the synagogue where Jesus was teaching did not know Jesus the way that we know him today. But wait a minute. The scripture says there was one man, the man with the unclean spirit, who cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. This poor man had been overtaken by an unclean spirit, yet he knew Jesus by name. What do you want with from us, Jesus of Nazareth? The use of the plural us means, seems to mean as if the demons speak for all who realize who Jesus is and understand the significance of his arrival. This serves to confirm the Gospel of John 1 and 7 that one more powerful has arrived. Isn't it interesting that the evil spirit calls Jesus by name and place of origin and was so bold fear, or even fearful that he asked if Jesus had come to destroy him, stating, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. You see, he knew, like we know today, that Jesus is the one and only one with the authority and power to tell him what to do and where to go. Isn't that interesting? Throughout the Bible, there is evidence that unclean spirits or demons know the power of the Lord and fear him and beg for his mercy. James 2.19 says, Even the demons believe and shudder. And when the Gerasene demoniac in Luke 8 and 28 saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted, to the top of his voice, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. And Mark 3.11 says, whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and shouted, you are the son of God. So why did the unclean spirits recognize the Holy One, the Holy One of God? In the previous passage, Mark 1, verses 12 and 13. Those verses tell us that the Spirit immediately drew Jesus into the wilderness. 
He was in the wilderness for 40 days and tempted by Satan. He was with all the wild animals and the angels tended to him. The Gospels of Matthew and Luke include the details of how Jesus was tempted by Satan. Jesus was hungry and Satan tempted him to turn stone into bread. He took Jesus to the highest of heights and tempted him with the authority over all the kingdoms in exchange for worshiping Satan. Satan even tempted Jesus to throw himself off the highest point of the temple in Jerusalem to test God's protection and saving grace. However, Mark, he keeps it short and sweet. He gets straight to the point. Jesus was in the wilderness among the animals tempted by Satan for 40 days and the angels waited on Jesus. The angels are a sign of Jesus' relationship with God. The Son of God can rely on the divine assistance. We know how that story ends. Jesus was victorious over Satan's temptation. Thus, Satan and all the unclean spirits knew the Holy One of God. And when they saw Jesus, they fell down before him and begged him for mercy. So, in the synagogue in Capernaum, the unclean spirit knew Jesus. But what about the rest of them? Conversely, the others gathered in the synagogue on that Sabbath day were amazed by Jesus and his new way of teaching, his ability to speak with authority, the authority of which never was heard from scribes. But did they really know and believe in Jesus? They were astounded by his teachings, for he taught them as one having authority. They were amazed. All were amazed. And they kept asking one another, what is this? A new teaching with authority. They were amazed by Jesus because they were used to the tradition and form of the scribes, their preached religion, and their so-called profession of faith. Scribes, who were experts in the Torah, were capable of issuing binding decisions on its interpretation. Scribes were legal jurists in the broad sense of the term. Thus, scribes combined the efforts, the, the offices of Torah, uh, professor, teacher, and moralist, and civil lawyer in that order. Commoners deferred to the scribes as they walked through the streets. The first seats in the synagogues were reserved for scribes, and people rose to their feet when they entered the room. Jesus preached with the power and authority of God. He did not teach religion as a scribe. He taught how to live a godly life. The others at the synagogue that Sabbath day were amazed by Jesus but did not know the Holy One of God because they were steeped in the unauthoritative teachings and religious traditions of the scribes. Do you know and believe in Jesus, the Holy One of God? I thank God for Pastor Nelson who encourages us in Prayer 101 and encourages the children in children's chapel to look for the miraculous signs of God in our daily lives. 
You see, when we look for God in our lives, we see the miracles that happen every day. And we build up our faith and belief in God's saving grace through Jesus Christ. And we have faith that Jesus is the Holy One of God. Yes, on that Sabbath day in Capernaum, Jesus went into the synagogue. He taught those who were present and he cast out an evil spirit from a weary man. But that is not all that Jesus did that Sabbath day. In Jesus' amazing authority, he modeled faithful worship, the love of God through his teachings, and conviction that encouraged the sharing of his good news. Going to the synagogue on Sabbath day was customary in the Jewish community, and Jesus was no stranger to that custom. The synagogue, a gathering place for a community of people, the synagogues were often held in homes or town halls. In fact, if 10 Jews lived in community, they were bound by law to conduct a synagogue meeting someplace where they were to study and practice the law of God. Jesus faithfully modeled worship to God and community by going to the synagogue every Sabbath. It was there in the synagogue at Capernaum on that Sabbath day that Jesus began his ministry. Upon entering the synagogue, Jesus began to teach. Now the head of the synagogue arranged for speakers and readers and the men who were to pray, but on this day, no arrangement was made for Jesus to speak. Now there are two important facts to remember about the synagogue. First, its primary purpose was to teach the word of God. All other functions were secondary. And second, there was no permanent preacher or teacher. It was the practice to call upon local and visiting teachers to give an exposition of the scripture. These two facts explain why Jesus and later the apostles were able to find an open pulpit in synagogues as they carried out their mission throughout the world. Jesus taught with authority, authority from God. Jesus taught like, taught like a prophet to many who were opposed or in opposition of him, and the gospel captured all of those who opposed him from the very beginning to Jesus' death on the cross. Because Jesus taught with authority, as the Holy One of God, everywhere he traveled, the people heard, many believed, and spread the news of his miracles for miles and miles around their region, as we see in this passage, and as we see throughout the Gospels. Jesus led by example. He taught with authority, revealing the kingdom that of God was near, and before long, commanding his disciples to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything he commanded and to remember that he was with them always to the end of the age. In Pastor Calvin's sermon, Jesus' baptism, a decisive moment. He encouraged us to seize the moment and live into our purpose 
for what God is doing in our lives. In our passage today, Jesus modeled how we are to seize the moment and to live into God's purpose as he taught the oppor- as he took the opportunity and taught with the authority of God incarnate. Brothers and sisters, Jesus wants you to follow his lead by bearing witness to his amazing authority in spreading the gospel. Have you witnessed the amazing authority of Jesus? And if so, what are you doing to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? When you witness the amazing authority of God through Jesus Christ in your life, you cannot keep it to yourself. You are so awed by his love and grace that you want to share it with someone. You want to share it with everyone. If you continue to read through the Gospel of Mark, you will find this to be the case. People want to spread the great news of the miracles performed by Jesus. Further along in Mark chapter 1, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law and many others. The scripture says, and I paraphrase, Jesus took her by the hand and suddenly her fever was gone and she began to wait on him. And that night the sick and the demon possessed came and were healed. Now the scripture does not say who went and told the other people about Peter's mother-in-law and her healing, but someone witnessed to the miraculous healing and they could not contain themselves. So they went out and they told a few people. And those who were ailing physically and spiritually came to Jesus for their healing. Towards the end of chapter 1, Jesus was filled with compassion when he saw a man with leprosy and he reached out and touched the man and he was healed. Jesus told him not to tell anyone, but the scripture says he went out and began to proclaim it freely and spread the word. He spread the word so far and so wide that Jesus had to go away, get away, out in the country, away from the crowd. Yet people still came from every quarter to receive healing. You see, when you witness the power of God through Jesus Christ, it is too good to hold on to. You are so amazed by your, your faith is overflowing from the miracle your eyes have seen that you have to go and tell someone, hey, I know a man named Jesus and he can fix whatever you have going on in your life. I want you to take a minute and think about when you experience something so amazing, so miraculous from God through Jesus Christ. What was going wrong at that time in your life? What did you see Jesus working to make a positive outcome? Who were the people that Jesus used to make the impossible happen for you? Friends, we are walking testimonies of God's grace through Jesus Christ at work in our lives, and we are responsible for telling the stories. We need to shout from the rooftops when we have a miraculous healing. We need to tell somebody how amazing 
the authority of the gospel of Jesus Christ is and has changed our lives for the good. We need not keep it to ourselves. We need to go tell somebody about Jesus. We need to commit to the telling of the stories of God in our lives and God's never-ending story because the scripture says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Brothers and sisters, the good news today is God sacrificed his one and only son, Jesus Christ, who died for all of us that we might have everlasting life for they were all amazed and they kept on asking, what is this? A new teaching with authority. Go tell somebody what was then and is today the amazing authority of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen.